Hey everyone, here is Daniel Budai with another episode of our Ecom show and uh, today I'm here with Boyvan Zhao, he's from the UK, London and uh, he also manages an e-commerce email marketing agency so it will be a really interesting discussion today and uh, before we get started I just wanted to give a shout out to Adam Kitchen who is also in the UK and uh, he also manages his email marketing agency. Boyvan is not the first one in this category. This show is sponsored by Budai Media. Budai Media is a fully remote e-commerce focused retention marketing agency. In the last three years, Budai Media worked with more than 100 e-commerce clients and generated an eight-figure extra revenue for these clients. If you want to check out their website, go to thebudaimedia.com and just send an email or actually you can just drop a message to me on any of my social media channels if you are interested to work with us. So, hey, it's good to have you here. How are you? Good, man. Good. Daniel, nice to speak to you again. So thanks for the introduction. But basically, yeah, I run an email e-com agency. I have some stuff going on in crypto as well. And uh, also, obviously, I do YouTube. So if you guys Google any Klaviyo tutorial on YouTube, I'm going to rank. Cool. So that's the long and short about me. I've been in e-com growth for two and a half years now. Started off with ads, then did like more holistic strategy consulting before like really niching down into emails. And it's been going great. I really like the email space. Awesome. And I know before you did uh, ads, mostly Facebook ads, right? Was it e-commerce as well? It was e-commerce. So that was where you started, right? Have you tried any other channels like Google ads, TikTok ads, anything else? We haven't tried any like Google ads, but I was uh, at one point we, we did a little 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 bit of snapchat we were trying to explore other ad avenues but back in like 2020 facebook was like the dominant force in the ad space right google as well but tiktok back then i don't even think they launched their like ads program back then right yeah probably last year maybe two years ago <laughs> one of the first agencies that signed up to be a partner with them but then we decided to pivot full-time outside of ads but i think i think tiktok is like a huge opportunity at the moment do you have any experience with tiktok ads traffic connecting that with email no not in particular just because the the brands that we work with at the moment they're not like huge on tiktok they're not super reliant yeah TikTok is same for us to be honest from what i've seen like of all of the people i know in the space who are like econ brand owners the few people that have made tiktok work rely mainly on tiktok because they kind of started backwards right it's not like they started with facebook ads and then made tiktok work it's like they started yeah. made tiktok work and that was like the only channel they focused on, right? So um, they actually don't really understand Facebook ads. They don't understand like pixel data tracking, all of like email backends, things along those lines. They're more just like organic TikTok focused. And it's been really cool having conversations with them and just like helping them open their eyes to like other methods of marketing and expansion, right? Because TikTok is great in terms of organic reach. However, long-term, like three to five years, right? Your reach is going to be limited. Like we've already started to kind of see the algorithm be sophisticated enough to do that now. Mm -hmm. But I think with any social platform long term they're going to lean towards the whole like what happened with like facebook and instagram reach right i think it's inevitable at some point and uh it's also interesting to see these tiktokers the organic guys maybe it's a new generation of entrepreneurs i don't know yeah they have to learn uh, other channels as well because it's just a matter of time that the organic reach will decline as well i think a few years it takes a few years it happened with facebook it happened with instagram i think that's definitely due to happen with regards to like email then like you mentioned have i worked with any 
many brands that connected TikTok to email? So our clients, they usually have their traffic from Google organic. So SEO or Google ads or uh, Facebook ads, actually most of them, but, uh, or maybe even YouTube actually, but uh, not really TikTok. And I also know guys who do TikTok, but they are not really our clients. They are more like friends and uh, I know it works for them, but I'm just curious about this because for example, I can definitely see a difference between traffic coming from YouTube or SEO versus Facebook ads or Instagram ads. Even when I do email marketing, like YouTube uh, viewers and uh, people who search for a keyword on Google and if they subscribe, the open rates, click rates are usually much better than with uh, Facebook traffic, which comes from Facebook. And uh, we had one client like two or three years ago. They uh, sell this product and basically our car, car will shine like the sun. So it's a good product. And uh, they were big on YouTube. They worked with some influencers. They had a million views per video, something like oh. that. And the open rates of the welcome flow were like 80, 90% and click rates like 20%. Like you never get that with Facebook ads traffic. Yeah, with traffic wise, I think like organic is much higher buying intent because I found this with my YouTube as well. Like clients that come through YouTube in terms of organic lead gen, they're just like so much quicker to sign. Because the thing is with content, how it works is there's like rabbit holes for people to go down, right? So let's say I have six tutorials on Klaviyo. They watch the one that probably has the most views. Like I have this video called, which is like Klaviyo tutorial for complete beginner's guide or something mm -hmm. along those lines. That ranks like stupid well. It's got like 20K views organically. Most of the time what happens is people watch that video and then they go, okay, well, this guy's like pretty legit, right? So they, they just watch five or six more of my videos over the period of like two or three weeks. And then they think about, oh, okay, well, I might as well just book in a call. So I've had yeah. ones that, you know, you wouldn't be able to reach via cold email because they're like Russian entity with like registered in like Hong Kong or something. And like the domain names for the founder's emails is like completely different because it's like a completely different entity. But they've been like amazing clients that came, comes through from YouTube. Same thing with like, just like random stores that is like based, especially outside of the US actually. Because I feel like US and Canada get targeted a lot in terms of outreach whereas places like i don't know like hong kong yeah singapore just like random places that you would never expect oh shit there's actually like multi seven figure stores on shop yeah. in these regions right my first client was from hong kong by the way and uh he made over a million in uh 2017 i think in november and uh we made a lot of money with mailchimp and that was the time when i decided that ah okay so this email is actually a good thing and e-commerce yeah. is, is a good thing so, so we made we made more money than any other clients of mine. I would have a few personal questions. What would be the number one advice that you would give to e-commerce entrepreneurs this year? I would say like right now, the type of product you want to create is definitely really important. Like it depends on the channel in which you want to market it. If you want to go down the Facebook group, for example. So, I mean, there's, okay, there's a few product categories that works right now. It's either, it needs to have like something super quirky about it. So it has like super like viral potential. Example, like uh, Udi, like something that stands out. Like there's other other stuff. A lot of brands with like real world utility, right? With a very unique pr uh, solution to a very specific problem that has viral potential, right? So you want to go either for, for the viral potential category or you want to go for super utility to solve a big problem. That could be inventing like a new way of supplementation, for example, but that's like a niche that's been done out like completely. But if it's like a in the home niche, for example, a new way of organizing furniture, I don't know, like dispensing toilet paper even or something. Like something yeah. really weird, pretty much. Those types of products are great for ads because you can create creatives that really is like direct response 
response driven because it's problem solution based or you go down the viral route. A lot of people, I feel like they enter the e-com space. They have like a product that they want to take to market in mind first, rather than looking at what the market needs and finding the solutions. So what happens is they have a product in their head, they go to manufacturers and then they try to reverse engineer USPs when you should be creating like, it should be like the other way around, right? Yeah. That, yeah. that would be like a big piece of advice and because like as market saturation increases in terms of the number of entrants to the market you really want to differentiate yourself through product as opposed to advertising because long term that's like the only thing that really matters yeah in the meantime i just uh jumped on the website of udi so this company has been around me for like two weeks because i just talked to their sms marketing guy jason williamson i know their email marketing agency i have friends talking about it and i think uh David Fogarty is the CEO. I started following him as well. So this brand is just everywhere now. And uh, what do you think? Why is it so successful? Because it's a nine-figure brand, right? And uh, I would never buy this product. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I would. I think it's a really cool product. It's funny, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so the thing is, it's like that. That's the thing. Like, it has viral potential right? Because it looks, yeah. so for example, one area of product inspiration, I would recommend if you want to be like an e-com entrepreneur, you want to look at like what types of products, not what products exactly, but what types of products go viral. And so for example, if you look at like, you know, back in the day, what before, before Facebook has was like really popular before dropshipping was even really a thing that was like fidget spinners. Yeah. Right. But then yeah. last year that was like the, the whole solar lamps in turn, like, you know, the lamps that makes it look like a sunset. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's like, night skylights things along those lines you, you know what i mean like hyper utility or hyper viral like there, there's yeah. very little space to go in between like if you want to launch like a regular supplement brand it's gonna be pretty challenging yeah because it's high competition and you know like everyone's offering vitamin c what can you do different right the, i mean also like cleaning products like there's this uh brand that launched on tiktok which uh female shaving things like the razors the creams and the way they advertise is they make tiktoks where they apply the cream and shave like Instagram models butts, right? And they have 2 million. Yeah. So that has huge viral potential because essentially it's like selling the influencers' bodies pretty much. And it yeah. does really well because obviously 2.1 million, that's insane. Yeah, or that is uh, Loom. I use their product, the skincare company, if you know them, or uh, Manscaped, Manscaped. Or... Oh yeah, Manscaped. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Lux like, is the video company. I made a YouTube review because I like that funnel. So I did their trial kit. Yeah, 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 me too. Like, for example, if you if you look at most influencer-led brands, they're like influencer first or like uh, content first. So for example, there's this company called Ancestral Supplements. It, it's founded by this guy called Liver King. Their website sucks. Their products are expensive and shipping is expensive, but they have incredible content marketing. So What's the website? They, Say it again. Ancestral Supplements. They sell extremely well on Amazon, actually. Um, Successful so, supplement. Ancestral. Ancestral. It's okay. like they do like beef liver, uh, grass-fed beef liver pills and stuff. It's really cool. I mean, the, their marketing is incredible, right? But their website and things along those lines are very unprofessional. And I, But I feel like speaking to like a potential client earlier today, it was a sales call. And I was just giving him some advice in terms of like what kind of products pop and why things pop. The cool thing about organic traffic is because that's the trust building, like content is the trust builder. You can have a crappy website. People will still buy from you. One of my clients, they have like 600K on YouTube subscribers and like 300K organic on Instagram. They managed to make sales and their website 
a lot of it is actually broken. And they've been operating like this for years. But they trust the guy and... Yeah, yeah. They have like great relationships built with their community. There's a lot of trust there. In the beginning, I feel like if you have a unique product, great community behind it, you can actually get away with a lot of bad practices. It's kind of like in the crypto space. Like if you launch something something cool, you can get away with a lot of things that lack in the traditional business sense. But because people think it's innovative and they actually want to support it, you can get away with it, right? Yeah. I feel like that's, that's the case with a lot of content right now. Yeah, or there is this theory about social capital i think it's the same thing that you build up so much social capital people trust you that you can even burn some of it with a shitty website and people will still trust you that makes sense actually i just wanted to buy a whey protein the other day from a company that i really like i know a big part of their team and i know the marketing director just because of my agency i could see a pop-up on the website and i couldn't exit the pop-up i couldn't buy on my phone so i had to go to a physical store to actually get the protein that's a terrible experience right but still i like them because i i went to the store they were really helpful they explained everything to me and i just sent a linkedin message to the marketing director that your pop-up sucks and fix it my next question so what was the hardest thing for you to learn in business there's been so many like lessons but i think like probably just like time because the thing is because i've only done it for two done this been in business for like two and a half years in the Mm -hmm. beginning because I was like so young and naive, I just didn't really know shit. So everything that you see advertised online in terms of like timeframes for success and stuff, it could screw up your perception a little bit. Like not realizing that, oh, I'm not doing a bad job, but things literally just take some time. Especially if you're pursuing like slightly more high leverage activities in terms of activities that have more exponential returns, it would be the return on your on the time horizon is slightly more stretched. So you can't really measure it like directly. So for example, when I first started in the space, I was doing cold emails for outreach, right? And getting, yeah. so it would be about a two week delay between me putting in the effort and seeing the return. But then when I started pivoting towards content, it was actually like a three to six month before I got my first big client through my content. So, but the thing is cold outreach is linear in the sense that you just send the email and that's it and it's forgotten about. Whereas content is more le- evergreen, so it's higher leverage. So in terms of the return is going to be kind of more exponential. So realizing that I think is really powerful. Yeah, but it also takes more time. Yes. To build up content and channels and we are both on YouTube and I think we, we know that. And what's the one thing you are the proudest of? as a business owner? I'm pretty proud of my team at the moment. Like if you were to ask me that maybe like a year and a half ago when I was kind of like first getting started, I'd probably be saying like myself, but now I I, I genuinely, I'm really proud of my team. I think I'm going in the right direction in terms of who I'm recruiting. So from a personal standpoint, I'm proud of like the skills I've developed along the way. And then from like a team standpoint, I think I'm working with really good people. I'm also grateful than proud of them, actually. More proud of myself (laughs) overall (laughs) in terms of like leveling up as a human. And uh, how do you find these people? I think as agency owners, we really have to know whom to hire and to have really good hiring uh, processes and uh, e-commerce businesses as well. But I think we rely on this even more than they do because we don't have a product. Our product is our people, right? That's probably one thing e-commerce guys, they can learn from agencies, hiring and finding good talent. And I'm just curious, how do you find these people? Right now, in terms of hiring, it's partially within my own community. Because you have a following, people just ask to work for you. It's really weird. I have like 25, 26 year olds just asking me, bro, like, can I work for you for free? I'm like, well, first of all, I don't think I deserve your labor. But secondly, I just don't have the time or the headspace to like, just like allocate to you, right? Because you can't really bring me any value because you don't have any experience yeah hiring from own community has been huge but the leads are either like really good or like pretty bad hiring from linkedin has been pretty good it depends on the role to be honest i've put out like paid job 
posts before and gotten a ton of applicants. But the problem is the applicants weren't the highest quality. So yeah. going forward, I think I'll work with like someone who specializes in HR and recruitment more than doing it myself. I was like obsessing with like recruitment and like headhunting and stuff just until about last week, pretty much. What happened? I'm still obsessed with it. I just hired for the roles already. Like I took on maybe like 50, 60 interviews, messaged like a few hundred people. It's a lot I, know, of I was like super immersed into like how do I incentivize talent, things along those lines. But yeah. I feel like I've learned enough to outsource it now. Yeah. A lot of work to find them and to message with all of them, make tests, setting up the logic, like how we should incentivize them. That's the thing that I still really want to figure out. And we have a process for that, but I think we still have work with that, like how to incentivize them. And especially those guys who are, who talk to the clients, who do the sales, I think that's figured out. But those who are more operational, like uh, creating the emails in Klaviyo, for example, I still don't know how to incentivize them. Increasing click-through rate, okay, but there are so many other things that it can affect. So it's not just because of their work. Why don't you incentivize them based on like account performance in terms of giving them tiers? So like, I don't know, you get X for getting 20% of revenue attributed last Mm -hmm. month, and then you give them 2X for 20%, 3X for 25 or maybe 4x like as in just play with that a little bit but i don't know that that's been like an idea that i've come up with that is probably the closest thing trying to incentivize based off of open rates and click-through rates i feel like it's personally i can't even be bothered to track that if i'm being honest yeah and we have this new ios thing and uh we know that iphones they screws up uh open rates and click-through rates nowadays and then the whole system is just does it screw up click-through rates as well because open rates are, are screwed click-through rates can be as well that's what i know no. I, oh yeah yeah obviously what about clicks Do, is there like any clicks being misattributed at the moment i guess yes if the click rate is screwed as well but uh honestly i don't know i can ask our team as well about this but open rates are screwed for sure recently we can see a drop and i know gmail also introduced the new spam filter so mm-hmm. there are things you know everyone says email is stable and and all of that but it's not as stable as people think there are some changes i think email as a channel is actually pretty underrated i think email is going to be is more stable and more long-term than a lot of people expect because yeah. when i first started in like 2020 people were like oh facebook ads facebook ads facebook ads. nobody was really talking about email back then if i'm being honest but then yeah. I realized, I was like, oh shit, we're actually doing this store like 35% of their revenue and nobody's talking about this. So that was when I was like, it, that was like a little click in my head. But I think it's going to be here to stay, dude, honestly. I think emails is going to be that like really boring channel that people just like print money with. But yeah, the, the Gmail change recently was pretty weird. Yeah, I, I think uh, I like boring things. <laughs> <laughs> probably was uh, no i'm just joking but it, it's true that yeah it's very stable it's a bit similar to google and youtube you know it's not as sexy let's say but it's very very stable google has been here for 20 years or even more it still works last month we got most visits on our websites from mm-hmm. google and uh it's been growing steadily so oh nice do you guys do uh like seo we don't we don't do and uh we have almost a thousand visitors a month from google so nice. Is that from like organic search? I think, uh, yeah. So, you know, we don't run Google ads. So it it must be, I think. Probably we are better on Google, but you are better on YouTube. So uh, how many subscribers do you have? 6.5, I think. Yeah. 
on a check, 6.5. But it's like not all e-com brands though. It's uh, a lot of it is like, a lot of it is, uh, what's it called? Um, Different email guys, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. freelancers, e-com. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a mix really, it's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. let's finish this conversation today uh, here. And uh, thanks sure. again for joining us and sharing all of this. It was an interesting conversation. Also, thanks everyone who were listening to us. If anyone wants to find you, where they can go and find you? Uh, you guys can find me on YouTube. Just search my name, Boyanzal. My Instagram as well, it's real Boyanzal. If you listen to the podcast, then follow us on the major podcasting platforms and give us an honest review as well. So thanks everyone and stay tuned.